You're listening to the Food and Drink Show on Hoxton Radio. Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Honeybee, because it's the Food and Drink Show and it's on Hoxton Radio and it's the pressure. And Tanya Dudnikova yes. today, subbing in for Abby Moulton. Yeah. She is probably eating and drinking something delicious right now as she's, we speak. She's probably al fresco on a balcony somewhere having an experience that, you know, that money can't buy because that's the kind of life she leads. But in her absence, we will bring you London Cocktail Week on the show today. They're going to do a month-long celebration for 2021. Um, and Siobhan will be on the phone to tell us more. We've also got then Renegade Wines coming from Bethnal Green. They've been um, stomping the grapes this week. They put a massive old... Let's call it barrel, cauldron out back, and people were invited to come down and stamp the grapes. Were you there? Were you stomping? I was there on social. If I'd have been there in person, I'd have been loving it. And then also we've got um, Ali Burgess, founder of um, Happiness Forgets and also Ever After, which is in Hoxton Square. It's actually on the list for London Cocktail Week, so you'll be able to go there and enjoy some fine fetching drinks and good times. Mm. We're going to be um, probing Tanya as to where you've been eating and drinking recently because you've had some weird experiences in the cinema, of all places. Exactly. I've had some food delivered to my plush ah. seat as I'm watching a Marvel film. So, From 61 Brushfield Street here at Spitfields, we can see Cock Bull, which is a brand new bar that has just opened. We'll have a peruse through the menu to get you um, just a bit hungry before lunchtime whilst playing music from the likes of... The Kinks. The Food and Drink Show with Abby Moulton and The Pressure on Hoxton Radio. Montaigne CC, boys in the better land, and they are from Dublin. We have just, well, I've just learnt, the pressure always new. DC, Dublin City, that's what it kind of stands for. Where are the kinks from? Oh, I've even seen the kinks musical, and I still don't know this. Where, where, are, where are Foles from? I don't know. Who else did we play at the start? I can't remember. Oh, I know nothing. So I know no one. Well, you're in the best place to learn. You know, you're on a rock and roll radio station. So hopefully throughout the course of the show, you can just learn the geography of loads of bands around, maybe not just the UK, but the world. We'll try and find some uh, some from your homeland as well of Surrey. I'll be doing my research. Um, it's the Hoxton Radio Food and Drink Show. We bring to you the funnest finds that we can uh, muster up across the capital city, and it's usually busy. And it feels like the last week or two, it's got even busier again. There's been a few sort of launches and just murmurs of just plans, reshaped menus, and hello, the chef's back now, so yeah, we can do that again. And oh, sorry, we didn't have any bread last week, but it is back. I can tell you that our close friends of the station, Polo Bar, have been going to get their own deliveries due to, like, shortage in drivers, etc. Phil was, uh, drove to Basildon last week to go and get stuff. Wow. Well, what How have you been eating and drinking at Polo Bar? Um, I love their vegan club sandwich. I'm a big um, just straight black Americano fan. And it's the only place I can think of that I've had a, a decaf, really. In the, that I've had a decaf. I'll just stop there. Well, I've had a couple of coffees from there as well. Decaf? No, never, never. Okay. So I don't actually love the taste of coffee. So for me, it's like, why would I get a decaf? Well, it's like having a beer, right? You're just sort of... Do, a lot of it's the occasion and it's the feeling of doing it and you're sort of drinking this thing and you're having a chat and it's early morning so a decaf I usually have a coffee sometimes I'm too caffeinated so that's what I do that's why mm. I do it what about an alcohol free athletic brewing in the morning because I love it in the evening I just, just like it still feels a bit weird to drink a beer in the morning but if you want to get them on the go Tanya I knew this was going to be crazy with you co-presenting if that's <laughs> the way you want to go that's the way we can go well we do have quite a few around here in the studio so I'm just I'm being tempted all the time I look around and I see it let's um, we'll get cocktail week on right and we'll get them all warmed up and we'll get them psyched and then you can ask them will there be any non-alcoholic cocktails and just we'll listen to their reaction and if Siobhan just hangs up then you know that's fine because that's, that's their thing well we'll give them the option we'll give them the option 
tunes-wise, who else is coming up in the show? So we have a bit of Rex Orange County, we have the Strokes, we have the Arctic Monkeys, and bring out all my all my old favourites today for you. Yeehaw. We're going indie, there's no no French house, uh, fortunately. Okay. So enjoy. Uh, this is Tame Impala with Glimmer on the Hoxton Radio Food and Drink Show. If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com. Floating points on the Hoxton Radio Food and Drink Show, nominated for the Mercury Prize last week. Yeah, they didn't win it, but um, taking part is what counts. You know why I don't think they won it? Why? Because um, it was floating points and it was the London Symphony Orchestra, and if they were going to get them all on stage, it would have been such a mess, and trying to give them all the money, it would have just worked out as like a pound each. So said they gave it to Arlo Parks, and I hear she's um, invested it really well. So there you go. Good for her. I'm, getting, for her. I'm getting a load of like FX traders starting to follow me on Insta. Are you taking up any of their offers to kind of invest in Bitcoin today or invest in the later? There's like a like a couple of hundred cryptocurrencies now. There's like about 300 on the market and there's FX traders poking me like, hey, invest in our thing today, David. Hey, do this. Maybe I should get you on the tech show then. Talk about it next week. What was on it this week other than Van Gogh, the immersive experience? Yeah, so Van Gogh, the immersive experience, which is uh, just around the corner on uh, Commercial Street. Um, also the SpaceX all-civilian mission Inspiration4 set off. They're out in space mm-hmm. right now. They're up in the sky. They're about 100 miles above the space station and they'll be back on Sunday. What a weekend away! I know, what a wild little trip. And there's no kind of professional like astronauts with them, which is pretty crazy would you do that would you take that bold that bold step yes to go where no one has ever gone before yes please good to know good to know uh amazon prime also now includes free amazon amazon free delivery deliveries for the year okay which is nice. pretty cool pretty cool it's food related that's tasty good mm, good absolutely oh, the other stuff isn't not not too food related i'm afraid fitbit smartwatch is detecting snoring that's great. Jordan Smith, former presenter of the show, his girlfriend makes him sleep on the sofa due to his nasal mis- misfortunes in the night. So that's one for well, him, for sure. Well, you should tune into the tech show every Wednesday from 6 to 7 for helpful tips like Fitbit smartwatches. Yeah, okay. All right, let's play a tiny tune and Siobhan is waiting on the line to talk to us all about London Cocktail Week. The Food and Drink Show on Hoxton Radio. Japanese house something has to change on Hoxton Radio you've just moved to a new house any sort of Japanese changes in there any sort of like origami or any sort of like futon action I don't know no origami but I do have a beautiful Japanese knife nice yeah, it's very very ah. sharp to be very very careful wow and I don't feel like my knife skills are quite up to scratch but my boyfriend he's you know he's like chopping away because he used to be a bartender Did so he? he's very very good at it yeah get him on it every night then he, shouts he to it. Oliver Pergo if you're listening no it's Oliver Munby. Yeah, but we do also have another friend called Oliver Pergel. He's on my brain. He he shakes tequila. So I reckon him and Ollie would get along well because they're both baristas and they're both called Ollie. Mm, Had a nice chat the other day. At? At the Jose Cuervo tequila uh, pop-up, which was beautiful. Whereabouts was that then? It's right around the corner from my house. It's uh, here in uh, in Hoxton, here in Shoreditch. 47 Great Eastern Street is where it was, so Tanya must be close, so we're going to just spy on her, see if we yeah, can I think I don't want to give away my address, you know? I, yeah. uh, I think you've given too much. You've given away too much. You started it, mate. Um, on the telephone line now, all the way from West London, we don't know where, because it's a big area, but we know they've shaken some good drinks. It's Siobhan from London Cocktail Week. Welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you for uh, travelling all this way from, I don't know, maybe your <laughs> kitchen or living room <laughs> to our radio station. Um, Cocktail Week's coming up for the 1st of October and it's a slightly longer week this year. It is. We've um, we've 
we've been loose about the definition of what a week is and we've extended it to a month so technically it's now london cocktail month um which is the second time we've done that so we we changed it to a month last year in the wake of that that which should not be named um and so this year we thought let's do it again because everyone really liked it being a month and why wouldn't they it's Marvellous. How many bars are taking place in Cocktail Month? So this year we've got around 275 bars um, that are taking part. So each of those bars will be serving a special signature cocktail um, for £7 if you've got a London Cocktail Week wristband. Okay. So all you have to do is go on the London Cocktail Week website, you buy a wristband, it's only £15 and it's valid the whole month. And then you can go to some of London's best bars at any time during the month and try their special signature cocktail for £7, which anyone who drinks cocktails knows is an absolute bargain. Coming up on the show in the second hour, we've got the team from Happiness Forgets and uh, um, an Ever After Bar, who I believe are featured on your list this year, Siobhan. They are. They're some of our favourite bars on the list. Um, yes, yeah, so they'll be they'll be taking part, um, which we're absolutely delighted about. Um, and if you've not been, you should go because it is. They're both lovely little bars, one's on top of the other. Um, so yeah, we're delighted to have them on the list, serving seven pound cocktails for us. Um, and do some of these bars put on special drinks for the day? Do they put on extra things for cocktail week? Do they conjure up like never before drunk specials at the bar this month only? Yeah, it's really cool actually because we ask each bar to put forward one drink or one. Or I mean, people get overexcited, so sometimes we get more than one. Um, but that drink has got to kind of show the world what that bar is about so they really go over and above um so you know we have garnishes that explode and um lollipops and drinks that change color and all sorts of things um it's it's really good fun actually to kind of go around and see what the bars have created for the festival but also alongside these drinks that are available all month um a lot of the bars put on special pop-ups or special events masterclasses we've got some parties this year which we're delighted about the comeback of um so there's a full event schedule on the website which is all the kind of extra stuff that's going on as part of london cocktail week last month um and uh, i guess it's seven quid a cocktail that's pretty much for london that's like almost half price isn't it really well, yeah. So, well, some of the bars, it's even it's even less than half price. Um, so, yeah, it's the idea around it is to kind of take take the price factor out of it because it, cocktails are expensive and it is worth it. But if you aren't sure whether you're going to like something, then it's quite difficult to spend fifteen, sixteen pounds on a drink if if there's a chance you might like it. So, the festival's about getting you to try stuff where the price isn't so much a consideration and then when it is back to normal price you kind of feel confident to order things that you know you're going to like and you feel you know are worth the full price so it's a good kind of chance to to level up your knowledge i guess about what you like and and what what's out there I think I like the sound of, at least, the Brewdog Distilling Co's Lost Forest, which is in the middle of Covent Garden. It sounds so good, doesn't it? Oh, my God, I can't wait. So, yeah, they've 
they're transforming uh, the brew dog in Covent Garden um, into a into a Scottish lost forest, and it's going to have an Instagram like a living wall and all of the cocktails. The whole cocktail is edible because it's zero waste. So even the cup is going to be edible. It's going to be so fun. So that's all month um, at the brew dog Covent Garden, and that's launching their new spirit portfolio. Um, which is yeah so fun okay um, I'm intrigued by this one as well the CBD cocktail workshop with Intune who are friends of the station oh yeah that's going to be so fun um, the, those, the Intune mixers are so delicious um, and we're really delighted to have um, a CBD partner and a CBD event as part of London Cocktail Week because it's such it's such a growing trend to, to have CBD as part of your cocktail um, and so what's really good about that event is that you can kind of learn a b- little bit more about what it does and um, how it adds to cocktail making and the guys from Intune are also as well as that masterclass they're also going to be traveling around London um, with their really cute van called Cosmo and they're going to be serving up CBD cocktails in loads of different places around London all month. So um, just check it out on the website to see where they're going to be popping up um, and try some CBD cocktails. Previously, um, previously, you put on events here in Spitfields. We've also done stuff together at the Truman Brewery. I see that yeah. there's a classic cocktail trail going on at London Bridge, which I guess is inviting us to go on a bit of a ramble around the area drinking cocktails. Yeah, so... Obviously, there's all there's there's a lot of modern mixology and and cool things happening with with cocktail making. But that trail in London Bridge is about getting back to the classics. So it's something created by Portfolio Spirit Brands, um, which include Pessoa and Quantro and Remy Martin. Um, and each bar is going to be serving a real classic cocktail. So it's about rediscovering the classics, which there's a reason why they're classics. It's because they're absolutely delicious. Um, so there's going to be porn star martinis, there's margaritas, there's sidecars. And the sidecar, which is a cognac cocktail, it's a really delicious cocktail. Um, it's actually celebrating its birthday, um, 100 years, I believe, of the sidecar. Um, so it just kind of shows how iconic these cocktails are. So it's a really good little trail. You, you, can, you get a little map and you can go around the different bars and try all these different um, classic cocktails. So that should be good and also self-guided because sometimes like, it's nice to go to events but sometimes it's good to just you know get your mates and go at your own pace so that, that'll be quite good fun well it's good to be amongst a kind of collective and if you see other people wearing the wristbands or lanyards etc and you, you know you just yeah. start to have a few conversations you ask people what they're drinking you get recommendations you kind of make friends and with the last year and a half of being sat inside watching tellies of people's faces to now meet people in the real world is um it's a nice way to bring london together over something we love doing drinking drinking cocktails yeah you're totally right actually and because me and Hannah, so so um, my colleague Hannah is, uh, runs the festival with me. We love it going into a bar and seeing people around the bar with their wristbands because, you know, it feels like we're part of something greater. But you're totally right. It's such a good excuse to get chatting to people and to say, oh, you, you've got a London Cocktail Week wristband too. What have you tried? Mm-hmm. And maybe, maybe we're going to have London Cocktail Week weddings in three years when they've met at London Cocktail Week actually on our website because there's so many bars there's 
275 bars, as I mentioned earlier. Because there's so many bars, we've separated them into collections that you can kind of navigate the list a little bit easier. Um, and we've got a whole series of bars that are really good for dates and bars that are really good for meeting people in and bars that are really good to go if you've been in a relationship for ages and all of this sort of stuff. So we feel very passionate that we're going to have some London Cocktail Week weddings. Okay. Well, we'll come and DJ them. We'll do the DJ set at the wedding. Amazing. There we go. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> this is Siobhan Payne, who is uh, organising London Cocktail Month. It kicks off on the 1st of October. It runs to the 31st. You can get your tickets at londoncocktailweek.com. Follow the ladies on all of their social spheres. And uh, Siobhan, we'll see you rambling around London on the 1st of October. See you there. Can't wait. Bye. Bye. The Food and Drink Show with Abby Moulton and The Pressure on Hoxton Radio. It's the Hoxton Radio Food and Drink Show and this was The Strokes of Two Kinds of Happiness. And before that, Feet with Petty Thieving. Yeah, I fancy going to see Feet. I was really into that tune. Oh yeah? Well, they're actually going to be at Oslo Hackney tomorrow night and uh, I'm giving away two tickets. <gasps> How come? Because so, I can't go. Unfortunately, I'll be in Edinburgh seeing Follow instead okay. and uh, they rescheduled the dates. So I can't make this one, but you can. You still Tweet can. Tweet them then. Tweet them share it share it from Hoxton being like hello I've got two tickets to go and then you know you're going to get inundated with offers I've been having a bit of a hard time so I'm actually in a WhatsApp group with the band members it's sort of a WhatsApp group for buying and selling but everyone's just selling it's a very it's a one way WhatsApp group you know oh, no but two, it could be you two you could left, be going two left feet they should be yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I will go how much are they uh, I mean, I'm even willing to give them away for free at this point. Ah, free tickets to see feet. Okay, exactly. we'll talk after the show, Mabes. Um, cocktail week, they were quite fun, weren't they? They were indeed. Well, I found an event I really want to go to, which is uh, moss ball making. What? Exactly, yeah. It sounds uh, it sounds sounds pretty weird. It sounds right up my street. It's uh, Cocktails and Cockadama, that's what it's called, uh, with Brewdog Distilling Company. Afternoon cocktails and ornamental moss making. Hmm. Yep, Exactly. Taco Tuesdays, is that a thing in your life? Has it ever been? It is, yeah, it is has it? been. I feel okay. like, yeah, yeah. It's a nice way to get some free tacos as well as a sneaky little marketing ploy. Taco Tuesdays, yeah. bit of alliteration. Well, now that you're in East and uh, check out Satan's Whiskers, it's a really cool cocktail bar in Bethnal Green on Cambridge Heath Road, and they do Taco Tuesdays. It'll be running as part of Cocktail Week. So uh, go down and get some margaritas and some tacos. Oh, it's Mexican Independence Day today. Yes, it is indeed. I was with uh, my Mexican friend yesterday and he was, yeah, we started celebrating at midnight. What did you do? We drank some Jose Cuervo tequila. Mm. Had a great time. How did you drink it? Uh, we drank some of it straight. He brought over some very, I don't know the name, but he also brought over some very expensive tequila that was like £100 or something. And he said, you know, we can't mix, so we have to drink it straight. So just drink some of shots. Sipping it though, or you were yeah, just... Yeah, just, just, just trying to sip. Okay. I was trying to sip slowly. Well, uh, happy Independence Day to um, so yeah to all of our Central American friends listening on www.hoxtonradio.com. Mexican Independence Day uh, is today. There we go. All right, the team have come all the way from Bethnal Green from Renegade Wines. They stopped at the Salmon and Ball to have a pint first thing. Cash only, mate. And they've made their way here to Hoxton Radio. Warwick is in the studio. He's covered in grapes, but he looks cool. And we're going to get him on the radio after some... Rex Orange County with Loving is Easy. If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com. Arctic Monkeys, she's Thunderstorms, and we are here joined by... Well, our very special guest has made it all the way from... You took the, actually took the bus here, which is good to see. But before we get there, I just wanted to ask a personal question. Tan of the mm-hmm. tech show, filling in for Abby Moulton today. Are there many thunderstorms in Russia? 
Warwick's come all the way from Bethnal Green. He's come pretty much yeah, around the tube and he's made his way up uh, Bethnal Roman Road, chucked to left at Box Park, to sort of round the corner, and now you're here. Welcome, Warwick. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You're sort of tucked away, aren't you? You're sort of hit. It's sort of an in the know joint, isn't it, Renegade? Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's down a small alleyway in Bethnal Green behind the Salmon and Ball pub, um, down an alleyway that that is effectively known as Piss Alley. Yeah. But we've tried to, to pimp it up a little bit over the last four or five years. So, yeah, little signage, but, you know, if you know, you know. Isn't there like an antiques shop back that there is, to give it the most the, the most grand name it could have? That's very kind. They're actually a lovely bunch of guys, those blokes. They're, um, they're kind of born-again Christians, um, and they, they, they get furniture for free from house clearances, and they flog it at extortionate prices. Um, but yeah, if you're in the need for a, a second-hand dishwasher at 400 quid, um, they're the place to go. What are the locals like? Because they must have, you know, this, this area's changed beneath their feet and some of them are still living their lives of many years ago. What are they like? They're grabbing up. Bethnal Green is an amazing part of London. You know, it's so close to the city and, and to kind of Spitalfields, but it's in a different world. It's in a world mm-hmm. of its own. It's one of the most diverse places I've seen in London. And it's, it's so well-connected, but it's, in the daytime, it's very different from the evening. In the daytime, it's it's local land, and in the evening, it's people who come back from their from their day jobs. It changes mm. a lot. The bars open, you know, but the salmon and ball is always there. Yeah, one of the uh, friendliest and scariest pubs uh, in the east. But they show the footy, so there you go. <laughs> and when the football's not on, it's probably dog racing because that gives you all you need to know about the salmon and ball. Uh, Renegade wines, you make the most exciting wines you can make. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. We're we're an urban winery, and so. For people who don't believe it, wine is actually made in London from fresh grapes. We just, we're just the winery side only. We don't grow the grapes ourselves. And it's a bit similar to breweries like Beavertown or Camden or Old Street or anyone else. We, we buy great ingredients and make the wine. We don't just grow, we don't grow the grapes. Just like breweries buy molten hops and don't grow the molten hops. So it's, yeah, we focus on just the making. Buying grapes and just making. And you had a pretty exciting making sesh last week whereby you got the grapes in a big barrel and you got people to stamp on them. Yeah, we are a small business with very few employees and we require willing helpers to basically help us make the wine. So we, every week at the moment, we invite people to come and help de-stem, press, and do all the glamorous things like washing, picking baskets, um, but they're rewarded with tons of food and uh, maybe a glass full seven. This is an experience. No one's really done this in their lives, and it's something you'd be like, okay, all right, let's go and do this for the afternoon. We'll help out. We'll be part when that stock hits the shelves. We'll have helped make that, and we've got to meet a really swashbuckling gentleman by the name of Warwick. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing is that it is can be quite hard work, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, when the, the guys who helped on Sunday were like, you should sell this as an experience. And it's like, yeah, but you have to work hard. And if, you're, if you buy it as an experience, you can say, well, I've paid for this. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm sort of. So if, if, we do, if they do it for free, volunteering, then we, then we have more authority to make them stay the duration and work hard because they haven't paid anything it's all, we're all give 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 yeah I picked this up on your Insta in the week so people were physically stomping over the last week or two when will these products that they're helping you make when will they hit the shelves so so far so if people who don't know grapes in the northern hemisphere only get picked once a year between mm-hmm. end of August and end of October depending on how south or north you are and all the grapes we've had in so far are from Italy um, so Basically, they, they can, the ones that we've made this last week are Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Croatina, and Sangiovese, and they'll be ready 
at the earliest next July, but it could be as, as far as 2023. So people have to wait a while. So you've squished them and the juice goes where now? Yeah, so we destem them by hand. So we rub the berries over this wire mesh. They fall through. We get people to stomp on them to get a bit of juice release. So the fermentation starts. Um, and then we leave them on the skins with daily punch downs to keep it all aerated and fresh. And then after about three weeks to a month, we put all these berries inside our big pneumatic grape press, squish them all so it just turns to, to red juice if they're a red grape. And then we put those that, that very, very new alcoholic wine into French oak barrels, French, American, Hungarian oak barrels. And it ages there for six to nine months um, before being bottled, maybe a bit longer. Mm-hmm. This is Warwick. He's from Renegade Wines. Uh, they're based in Bethnal Green. E2 postcode. I live in E2. I feel like we're fam club right now. Tan, can we have a little song? And then we're going to get Warwick back on the radio to tell us more about some of the colour variants because I thought there was only three, but it turns out there's way more these days. The Food and Drink Show on Hoxton Radio. Oh, that was nice. That was almost like a very floating point-esque tan. Who was that? Arlo Parks. Is that on your, uh, like, Sunday Zen playlist? Mm, exactly. Well, I was feeling all romantic. We're talking about wine, I was thinking about Paris, romance, do, you know. Do you have day of the week playlists or sort of time of the day playlists? Like, oh, we're, we're going to do this on Sunday. No, not days of the week. Okay. No, times of the day? Never, no, no, because you never know what you'll be doing that day. Running, I've got, like, running theme. playlist. Of course, yeah. I've got a running okay. playlist, got a gym one, got like a home chill one, a pool of, party. Uh, maybe would that be on there then for home chill? Yeah, yeah. Bit of other parts. Okay. Um, it's Hoxton Radio. It's the food and drink show. We are with our special guest, Warwick, from Renegade Wines. How long have you been in, in your space for and how long has Renegade been going for? Yeah, so I actually haven't been in wine for that long. I don't, I don't come from a wine background. I, before I set this business up, I actually worked in financial services. Okay. So, yeah, my, my life was much more rock and roll. Um, but I just hit the end of my ability to work with people I didn't like anymore in a job I didn't like anymore. And I just thought let's do something much more fun and interesting. And so I set it up uh, in 2016, and we made our first wines in 2016. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've been, this, this is now the beginning of our sixth vintage, as they call it, mm-hmm. sixth six grape-making session. You do reds, you do whites, you do rosés. We do, and we do lots of things that are a bit unusual as well. We do things like, we do skin contact wines or orange wines. Orange wines. Just give yeah. us a bit more of a bio about the orange. I'm intrigued. Yeah, so and, and so most people don't think much about the making of wines, but the way that white wines are made are you squish whole bunches of grapes and the juice is clear and you ferment juice. So all white wines are fermented grape juice. And the grape skins can be red or white because the juice is always clear. But when you make red wines, you ferment the whole berry in contact with the red skin and then the wine goes red. But if you take white skins, take them off the berries, and ferment the juice in contact with the white skin, it goes orangey over time. And so you call them skin contact wines or orange wines, but it's essentially it's a white wine made with contact with the grape skin. Sometimes it's three hours, sometimes it's six months. I quite like craft beer. Is this scene in wine similar to what's happening, been happening in beer? I think so. In fact, that's the analogy that I often talk about actually because if you, if you think about what's happening in craft beer people have really get, got to learn about the making of beer why is it hazy why is it not hazy what malts do you use what hops do you use but for a long time in wine people just think about where the grapes are growing people talk about regions and they don't talk about the making you know how long was the skin contact what was the yeast used you know what what was the temperature of fermentation was it filtered is it organic is it vegan friendly all this kind of stuff and I think 
what we're trying to do at Renegade is to is to kind of to open the kimono a bit about how wines are really made. You know, are they just grapes? Is there other ingredients? How do you make wines? Let's just op- let's open people's mind to the making, not just where the grapes are grown. Because yeah. I was at the Craft Beer Festival a week or so ago. Should we start a craft wine festival? Oh, uh, yeah, why not? I mean, I think the, the biggest movement in wine at the moment is this natural wine movement. And, and this natural wine movement is are hosting lots of festivals and things. And I think, I think yeah, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot more to the evolution of, of craft wines than just the natural perspective. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the world of wine is changing. And, um, yeah, let's see. I think well the beer, the bit bringing it back to beer beer was the camera camera owned real beer and then there was people that drank lager and they were sort of sneered upon and then craft beer came along and it tasted just a bit more like lager probably really it didn't it wasn't like it wasn't an old man drink thus young people got into it with pet gnats with orange wines with natural wines again as a younger audience getting into it and rather than going to a restaurant and being scared when someone says oh do you like this that that or the other because no one totally knows now we're starting to know a bit because we're learning about producers that are more local to probably east london or london and just knowing getting to know people that are making wine rather than buying it off the shelf in a supermarket and not really having a clue yeah oh, mate, uh, to be honest i actually i think the world of wine and the way wine's bought in restaurants and things is still is still really weird and, and not normal for most people like I, I go to some swanky restaurants with 25 page wine lists and you're supposed to tell what you're supposed to know what a wine tastes tastes like by looking at the year, the name of the producer, um, the country or the region, and the price. And when you've got different wines with different years, you're supposed to. How are you supposed to know without the help of a sommelier always telling you? How are you supposed to know? It's confusing. Wine is so confusing. Why don't wine lists have like have much more elaborate tasting notes rather you know rather than the old school way of doing it? I mean, some are and some are changing, and some have started to put wines in lists like salty wines or you know vol- you know um aromatic wines or can be drunk i mean i just think that the world world of wine needs to be a bit more approachable to lots of people renegade wines our guests on the radio today tan what sort of wine drinker are you i'm uh, open to anything wine drinker i've just been soaking in all this info i should try a bit of yeah a bit of everything i'm usually rioca malbec type person what have you got for me mm. at renegade that might float my boat we, so as a producer, we've, we've kind of made wines that are a bit more fruity and fresh, mainly because we've had to make the wines and sell them quite quickly. And those ones that you like, Malbecs and those kind of bit, bit bigger reds, they require a bit more barrel aging. And we haven't had the time or the budget or the money to be able to keep those big reds in barrel for years. So we don't do them very often. So, but this year we are making a, a big red, a big Cabernet Sauvignon from an organic vineyard in northern Spain. And that will be up your, your alley, mm-hmm. I think. We've, we've done Rioja style before using um, Tempranillo from Rioja and um, we've done a big Cab Sav Merlot blend. But yeah, yeah, we'll have a wine for you, but I'm not sure we've got an exact match, mate. Okay. Um, I see a lot of beer brands mix with then They brew some of their beers in like whiskey caskets and I've seen the opposite happen as well. Some whiskey makers have put their whiskey in old beer barrels. Can wine be mixed with other spirits? Yeah, it, it can. I mean, we've tried it. We, so we use predominantly French oak barrels, which are historically Burgundy, Pinot Noir fill or Chardonnay fill, so they're not new. But we have tested acacia, chestnut, cherry, and ex-bourbon barrels with limited success. We've tried cherry and ex-bourbon on a big red, and it just didn't work. It didn't work, um, either because 
the there was the, the kind of the grain in those woods were too open and there was too much oxidation. But it just yeah. So in the end, we ended up making that into a red vermouth with East London Liquor Company, mm-hmm. which is not yet released, but will be soon, and it's, it's beautiful. Okay, get that in your Christmas stocking, <laughs> I say. Warwick from Renegade Wines, thanks very much for coming in. Um, yeah, we'll come and see you. We are, we'll find you just under the bridge in Bethnal Green, right next to the station on the, on the corner on the crossroad there. So if you get out of Bethnal Green Tube, it's, it's there. It's right there. Um, thanks very much for coming to Hoxton today. Thank you for having me. I really loved it. If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, Drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com. Better drag leaning for you with good night. Sorry about the language. They are from South London, so you know what they're like. Speaking of which, uh, Kerry Boyne, up from midday, also from South London. Got loads of fun on the show. She was sending you some cool tunes just then, wasn't she? Mm, she was indeed. Well, I'll uh, check them out shortly. Check who, them was, out shortly. Who, who was on the list? There was a bit of, uh, bit of Jay-Z. Jay-Z. I don't know how much else I can read from here, to be honest. Okay, nice. I guess you're going to have to tune in. It's the Food and Drink Show. It's on Hoxton Radio, and we talk about fun, exciting assortments. There's nothing more fun and exciting than Cock Bull, which has just opened here in Spitterfields. They were here uh, for a bit in the summer, and then they fully revamped the venue, which was formerly Blixen, if you've been to Spitterfields. Um, they've made it really exciting on the inside, some really cool artworks. And did, like DJs on the weekend, sort of a kind of party brunch atmosphere with sort of party brunch food. So let's go through the starters, shall we, Tan? Mm-hmm. Hot cock free-range wings. I tried the wings the other day. They were flipping amazing. Popcorn chicken, halloumi fritters. They've got then a selection of salads. Uh, free-range rotisserie chickens in like halves or if you want to share it. And then some of the stuff that I'm a bit more into. Uh, mushroom burger. They've got pulled like a piggy, which is um, pulled jackfruit. And also a halloumi burger with like loads of cool like sides, etc. Herb and onion stuffing cock rings i'm thinking that's chicken buttered roasted corn um it's cock ball it's in spitfields it's on the corner pretty much where we are here so food across the day cocktails across the night it's all good stuff we had patrick in before very nice chap lovely stuff yeah he was lovely and it's i, quite, I like the whole vibe it's very like it's very cheeky it's a bit uh, tongue-in-cheek with the name and it's just good fun i think i had last time we went there it was a uh, i think i had a halloumi burger did you it was one of the veggie ones and it was uh delicious you greedy greedy munchkin uh, I went to the florist in Bethnal Green on Monday and had a right tasty pizza mm-hmm. if you can put one topping on a pizza cheese and tomatoes comes as standard if you can put mm-hmm. one topping on a pizza what would it, what is it for you Tanya Dublin mushrooms oh, I mushrooms. said shroom as yeah. well I said shroom yeah. I think mushroom that is a pizza you've got a pizza there pepperoni you've got a pizza right there and then for me as well little drum roll tuna Ooh. That was like one of my uni Ooh. specials. Just buy like a regular, probably Iceland pizza, just cheese and tomato. Whack it in the oven with some tuna on top. Ten minutes later, you've got... Because the tuna then, with the cheese, it's not so dry. You've got like a kind of tuna melt on a pizza. I can't say I've ever had tuna on a pizza before. Okay. But I've been I've been really getting back into my cooking now that I've moved house and I have a bit more free time. I made a lovely mint and pea risotto with mm. some white wine and garlic uh, seared scallops on top the other day. What? Delicious. Yeah, I had it with a nice white wine. What sort of peas? Um, so I, well, you're supposed to use fresh peas if you want it to taste really nice, but I had a lot of canned peas that I just needed to use. So I just whacked those in at the end and I thought it still tasted quite nice. It saved me a lot of time and then I had some mint that was kind of starting to wilt, so I put that in as well. And it was just delicious and pretty high protein as well with the scallops, 20 grams of protein. 
per little pack of six scallops. It's all about the protein with Tanya. Always, always. All right, um, Ali Burgess, um, living happily ever after in Hoxton Square, has just opened a new bar next to Happiness Forgets. So we'll get him on the line in a sec, but Tanya's going to treat us to some. A little bit of Kate Nash with a good summer. If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com. Kate Nash, good summer. And we are now joined on the line by Ali Burgess um, from Happiness Forgets and now Ever After as well. Hello, Ali. Hi there. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Where are you calling us from today? Um, I am sitting out on the terrace enjoying a little bit of uh, late summer sunshine. Beautiful, beautiful. What's it like in Hoxton Square today? You got a bit of sun on you, Ali? Getting a bit of uh, a bit of a tan this morning? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it tan, but definitely my fair share of vitamin D. There's uh, plenty of dogs kicking around the park, and yeah, more people hanging around than probably would be this time of year normally. Nice. So, um, Ever After is inspired by the laid-back bars of Paris, which of course is a little bit different from the vibe of Happiness Forgets. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so Ever After uh, is our new uh, venture on Hoxton Square. Um, the whole point of it is just to try and... There's so many bars that are just quite dark. My happiness forgets. Uh, kind of a bit more harking back to like a speakeasy kind of trend. Ever um, After for it to be more uh, light, brighter, easy going. Uh, it's reflected in the drinks. So Oh, and a really nice, easy, light, sharing, small plate food menu. So you could be walking down a street at Paris or something and kind of find something very similar, I, I would think. Did you um, did you get to go and do some like, nice research on the streets of Paris to come up with this concept? Um, uh, Paris is 100% one of my favourite cities in the world uh, and just kind of made easier by the fact that it is... Um, made by made easy by the fact that it actually is only two hours away on the train. So um, I've visited there many times over the last few years. Uh, so I've really kind of just a culmination of many visits and lots of places visited have kind of like poured into what we're trying to do and what we're trying to achieve. Um, Happiness Forgets is pretty synonymous with the area. How is this bar different but still keeping the aesthetic that your fans are going to like and love? Uh, well, I mean, Happiness Forgets, I, it, it's insane to think that it's been open for 11 years in December. Um, so it's kind of almost a little bit of an institution and it's kind of just gone from strength to strength. Uh, obviously, the last year and a half has been a, a little bit of a little, little bit turbulent. Um, but what we kind of carry across from Habits Forget into Ever After is just that uh, creativity uh, and the quality of drinks sticking to like the ethos of fresh ingredients and using the best products possible for drinks so we can make them as delicious as, delicious as we can. So you guys seasonally tweak in the menus all the time? Yeah, so we don't uh, really roll with having uh, a menu every single season, but what we do do, we kind of, always working on new drinks the chef is always working on new dishes so the menu will uh, change as and when we find new stuff that we think is delicious and people should be trying uh, more often than not that does revolve around seasonal ingredients um, but we don't go for a whole hog like menu change so every, if you visit like once every two or three weeks you'll always see something new on the menu which i find is always exciting there was a dish earlier in the spring um, i'm hoping you bring it back or maybe you've even got it on the menu right now steak tartare and ceviche 
Oh, yeah. So the steak tartare is like, it's been uh, a dream of mine just to be able to sit at a bar and drink a delicious Manhattan and like uh, uh, tuck into a steak tartare. It kind of harkens back to the days when I was uh, living in New York back in 2006, when after work, we would go to employees only in the West Village and at two in the morning, we would get a super delicious tartare and just drink cocktails for another two hours before they kicked us out at nine, uh, sorry, not nine o'clock, uh, four in the morning. So it was just kind of th those things will always be kind of staples of the menu. I feel the steak tartare is a close personal favourite of mine. Okay, good, all right. Um, and then yeah, we've got cocktail week coming up across the month of October. Will you be putting on anything special um, at Ever After and Happiness Forgets? Uh, so Ever After, um, we've got our um, it's kind of garnering a little bit of a reputation, but our, our house martini. I know I talked about kind of lighter drinks and inspired by lighter flavours. Um, but our house drink is uh, a Plymouth martini that we uh, keep and store in the freezer. So the drink comes out at a crispy minus 15 degrees. Um, it's pre-diluted um, with uh, white tea from uh, Ethiopia called Kosarat, which we get from the Rare Tea Company. Um, so we're doing those drinks for uh, £7 throughout the whole of Cocktail Week, which actually lasts for the whole month of October. Um, in Happiness Forgets, we've got a delicious twist on a whiskey soda. Um, but we're also uh, running an internal competition where you can win a pair of uh, custom uh, Nike trainers with the Happiness Forgets logo. Um, we're also going to be giving away uh, branded Happiness Forgets T-shirts. Um, and also uh, we're partnering up with a jewellery brand called... Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the brand, but we team up with a, a jewellery brand uh, to be producing Happiness Forgets branded jewellery again to kind of give away... Um, and to be one-off during uh, London Cocktail Week. So we've got some cool stuff happening. It's probably Rolex, knowing you guys. So yeah, <laughs> we'll be in Hoxton's oh, God. back in No, that. Rolex definitely wouldn't fit with us. That's a little bit too uh, West London. We're okay. definitely uh, a little bit more, uh, I don't want to say street or edgy, but we're definitely a bit more yeah, um, common than uh, Rolex, I would say. But okay. it's definitely a cool brand. I cannot remember. It's something to... It, it, it's, they've taken inspiration from... Um, only Fools and Horses, and I can't remember what the brand name is. Mm. I was literally reading about it literally 15 minutes ago. And so you guys also, of course, as you mentioned, offer the food menu, which looks absolutely delicious. Are there any cocktail and food pairings that you would specifically recommend? And is this something that you kind of think about when you're putting together the menu in the same way that one might pair wines with food as well? Uh, well, we've got a couple of drinks on the menu that don't most definitely kind of would pair well with, uh, uh, with some of the food. Um, our sherry cobbler, which is a mix of uh, two different sherries, white port, um, but then uh, we've got pineapple juice, orange juice, uh, and lemon is mixed in with it. We then mix that with milk. The milk then curdles, and um, the milk absorbs all the, uh, the color and all the solids, and we filter that through, so the drink comes through super clear. Um, but the drink tastes quite whiny because of the sherry, but you've got really nice acidity coming through that and like the, uh, the pineapple freshness elements. Um, it's not sweet in any way, shape, or form, but that pairs super well with the ceviche. Um, we've also got a uh, smoked lapsang souchong uh, tea that's served with canato. That pairs super well with our new duck dish going on this week. Um, but one of our favorites is our infamous chocolate mousse, which just pairs super well with a glass of uh, smoked whiskey. It's uh, one of my personal favorites. Chocolate and scotch are a classic pairing. This is Ali Burgess. Look out for him sitting on the porch of Ever After on a, on a comfortable weeknight with a bit of a tan on him. And shouts to Latif, 
photography as well for putting down some amazing images on at Ever After Bar on Instagram. Um, Ali, thanks very much for chatting to us today. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for having me on. And we'll uh, see you very soon. Cheers, guys. Have a great day. Enjoy the sunshine. Bye. The Food and Drink Show with Abby Moulton and The Pressure on Hoxton Radio. Daphne with Carry On on the Hoxton Radio Food and Drink Show. And we're actually coming up towards the end of the show, aren't we? Yeah, what are you going to have for lunch? Something from the market. I had some lovely buns the other day. They were like veggie, mushroom buns, and then a tofu bun. So probably that. How about you? Same again. You're going to yeah. go back to the same one. Yeah, I just, it was just too good. And they have a deal on I think it's like two for £10 and you get some little gyozas on the side. So come check them out in what, the market. What are you going to have for dinner if you were having something from the market? Um, so I'm going to Swift Bar this evening. So I don't know if I'll have time to grab dinner before. So maybe just some cocktails. I'm celebrating, you know, we're heading into cocktail week or cocktail month rather next month. So, um, yeah, just some cocktails. Swift Bar, they sound fun. What's the deal with those cats? Um, so they have, well, the one I'm heading to is in Soho. And I believe there's one in East London as well. And it's just uh, more delicious cocktails. Haven't haven't been there before. So I'll give you a review on um, next week's food and drink show, maybe. So will you have supper before you go Swift Bar or you just get in drunk and eat a packet? of quavers the second one okay yeah if someone tempted you whilst quite drunk would you buckle and eat a bar of chocolate i just i'm not i would never be tempted because i just don't like it how hungry would you have to be to eat chocolate because i don't have to be particularly hungry to eat meat and a lot of the weekends recently i've been a little bit drunk as well and those two as a combination is like yeah burger pizza burger on a pizza please mate you don't do that do that no i'd have to be starved i'd have to be okay. like not eating for the whole day not eating for 24 hours and someone reaches out the chocolate bar and, and that's when i'd say it. yeah okay. that's when i'd say i'm gonna try that next week um who are you going swift bar with i'm just going with my boyfriend because okay. he's been trying to take me for weeks and weeks and weeks and um yeah today's the first day we're managing to go all right nice okay what are you going for breakfast tomorrow well, actually, I'm going to be um, getting out of bed at 5 a.m. and oh. on a train to Edinburgh, so I will have whatever whatever offerings Euston Station sure, has. Sure, getting on the train. So what's your train picnic look like? Bearing in mind you're going to be on for, what, like five, six hours? That's two meals in my Do you know what? You're, you're going to laugh at this. It's going to be a malt loaf. Oh, Keep a whole malt loaf. Yeah, okay. a whole malt loaf. That's, that's going to be my like, meal. It's efficient. You know, that's you could have that for breakfast. You could have it for mid-morning. So you could have it for lunch. By supper time, you'll be in Edinburgh. So you'll be like, yeah, get me some haggis. Get me some ale and brew and I'll be happy. What's your Scottish food recommendation? That's it. There you go. Haggis and an iron brew. Yeah? Yeah. I haven't Edinburgh's... been, so I couldn't really go too much further than the stereotypicals. But I love a bit of haggis anyway. So, yeah, there you go. I think, I think you should check it out. Edinburgh has amazing coffee. So Edinburgh, I never actually drank a coffee before I went to Edinburgh. I never, never drank coffee in my life. And then I worked at the Edinburgh Fringe one summer, five weeks. And everyone's just always going to coffee shops. Like, every day, everyone was just... That was kind of the social thing to do. Like, instead of going to a bar, you just go and get a lovely coffee in the day. They, so they put in that. a fable, because I think they go to places that serve other drinks in Scotland, and they ain't coffee but In the night, in the night. But yeah. during the day you've just gotta yeah keep yourself okay. caffeinated we'll have to pop back next week and tell us about your coffee experiences up in edinburgh and also the picnic on the train because uh, that malt life yeah i'm tempted for it now thanks to siobhan for cocktail week head over to londoncocktailweek.com to check out all the cool events uh, get yourself a wristband right now uh, warwick from renegade wines then they need people to help them stamp the grapes right now so check out renegade wines on their socials hit up the website and get involved if you want to be part of the new batch uh, and ali burgess from ever after bar in hoxton 
Square. They're open for business probably from about midday to so get in there uh, and get a cocktail on the go. Well done, Tan. Thank you. And uh, well, as I am in Edinburgh tomorrow, I will unfortunately be away for the Hoxton Wellness Show. But you, The Pressure and Itamar Cohen are going to be at the helm and I'm sure it'll be a fantastic show as always. So do tune in for Hoxton Wellness tomorrow from 12 to 1 p.m. Up next. Up next, we have got Kerry B with uh, some alien themed uh, songs, I believe. So what's um, in the queue so far? uh, In the queue for Kerry Boyne. Moving on up by M People. That's going to be starting us off. So, yeah, stay tuned because she'll be here for two whole hours from 12 to 2. And uh, rounding off the food and drink show, we're going to have a bit of Belle and Sebastian with Funny Little Frog. If you make tasty food or drink and would like to be featured on the show, drop us an email to info at hoxtonradio.com.